great to see you guys here this morning. If there's um, a seat beside you and someone's looking for something, move over, help them find a place to sit, and we might have to set up some chairs in the back. That's awesome. Hey, I welcome. I'm glad you guys are here. If you have your bulletins, take those out. That third flap on the inside, tear that one out. Fill it out for us. Um, put a prayer request on there. Put that in the offering as it goes by later in the service. And if you are new with us, um, we are having right after this service a little lunch and it's just a lunch to get to know the staff a little bit so you're welcome to stay and join us for that and it's just we call it the first step lunch and that's it it's your first step to get to know us a little bit good stuff we'd love to have you stay it's in our youth building right next door but i gotta tell you i want to i want to build this church up a little bit i'm proud of being a part of crestview and right now now there are some really cool things that have been happening but for me personally i want to say this i want to say thank you um, because the last um, few weeks, I haven't been up here, and it's good to take some time off. Um, and last Sunday, specifically, April and I were out of town, so we got some R&R, some time away, and that was really good for us. And I want to say it this way, not only was it good for us, but that, I think, also means it's good for you, um, that we get that time. So it comes back around, and it was great, and I appreciate you letting us have some of that time um, and time away. Also, the last two weeks, we've had some young pastors here, so a student from Manhattan Christian College, Michael, he did a great job. And as a student, I'm thankful that you allowed him to come. Ben, um, as well, last week, Ben Field, I think he did a, a great job and, and on staff, young guy at Manhattan Christian College. I love that relationship that we have with them and that you, as well, allow them to come in and preach. I was in that spot at one point in my life, and I remember that. You might not remember their messages, but I'm telling you, they will never forget the experience they had being here. Thank you for being a church that allows that. And um, also serving. Guys, we did this little food drive right before Christmas, and it was a little bit different. It wasn't just, hey, bring a bunch of food, and we'll put it together, and we'll take it somewhere. We got specific with it, and our children's and our youth ministry together kind of led the church in this, and we said, what's our closest school to us? And that's Eisenhower Middle School. It's not too far from here, and together, we kind of teamed up with them and said, what, what can we do? How can we serve you? And they gave us a list of specific food. This wasn't just in general stuff, and that's what we took to them. And we got a little card from them, a little thank you card. I want to read it to you. This is from their, their social worker at Eisenhower Middle School. She said, Dear Crestview, thank you so much for the food donations. I kept several snacks to keep at EMS for students who need a morning or after school snack. I also made care packages for several families to have over the winter break. The families I delivered food to were incredibly grateful. The food items were, were the food items that kids love, so that was also appreciated. Thanks again for your kind hearts. It takes a village, and I'm blessed to live in the MHK EMS village. Well, guys, thank you for being a part of that. Um, it was fun. Um, Natalie and I got to deliver that food, and it was fun to be a part of that. So thank you for your generosity in that. And also, guys, you've been inviting your friends. I see it. There have been a lot of new people here, and Christmas Eve was our biggest service that we've ever had um, at Christmas Eve. And that was cool to be a part of, and here's why I like that. It's because more and more people get to hear about Jesus and what he's doing, and so it's just been fun. So our staff, our worship team, our youth ministry right now, um, you guys are doing some really cool things. Natalie just had a big meeting with parents and students um, this last hour. That's why a lot of you are here this hour that are usually... Um, at the other hour. You guys are doing some really cool stuff. I'm excited about our youth ministry and what's going on. Um, kids ministry as well. Our CV kids, 
We've seen a lot of new volunteers, not only in kids' ministry, but also as greeters. There's some really cool stuff happening. And I'm going to give you an opportunity. So our nursery has been growing as well, and we've got an opportunity for you to come apart and be a part of what's happening in our nursery. And uh, just to play with some kids in an hour so that parents can come in here. The kids get blessed, and I guarantee you get blessed just as much, if not more, by being part of that. Let Taylor know um, if you can be a part of that with them. So really cool stuff. Let me, let me tell you this as well. Here's another one, all right? Um, I'm going to keep adding onto this list. Generosity. You guys have been awesome. So a year ago, we started a campaign. We called it the Beyond Us campaign for our relocation project. And I'm going to start bringing you pictures of the building and how that progress is going. We're still on track for November of this year to move and relocate as a church. But we made a commitment um, a year ago as a church, to raise $1.3 million. It was a huge commitment for us, and I was even saying, wow, I'm not sure we'll be able to do that, but we'll see, all right? The month of December, this last year, just this last month, as a church, together, we brought in over $96,000 towards that campaign. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, and you'll see in your bulletin, we track this, we let you know, there's no secrets with this. We're setting just over 766,000 of that $1.3 million commitment, and we have one year left to make up the other 500,000 about to get to our goal with that. So if you made a commitment and you're keeping up with that, thank you for keeping up with that. We're counting on those commitments. If you made a commitment and you've fallen behind a little bit, um, jump in. Keep, keep that commitment. See how God can bless you through your commitment that you made with that. If you didn't make a commitment, um, there's still a chance. Um, you can still be a part of it. I'm not going to turn anything down. All right, so let's, let's go. We'll, we'll keep making. God has some big plans. I'm excited about it. I want you to be a part of those plans. So I'm going to brag on somebody as well. Um, this last fall, we did our rooted um, classes. We had a couple rooted groups. I think we had four groups this last fall. And through one of those groups and through a couple sermons, um, Tiffany Engelkin was inspired to step out. And she was challenged, and she felt God calling her to do something. And she started um, this made to crave class and she's exercising with a group of people from Crestview on Saturday mornings, Monday evenings, Wednesday evenings. There's some announcements about that. And I just want to tell you, God's doing some things in people's lives more than just the specifics of this class, whether you're in it or not. She stepped out and said, this is where God is asking me to serve. And she did it. And I'm proud of her for that. So here at Crestview, here's our goal. Um, We want to help you find what that is. We want to help you grow spiritually. We want to help you get to where God is leading you and doing something special like that. So we're going to do this thing. We call it a spiritual snapshot. Um, We've done it the last few years, and we want you to be a part of it. So if you have your phones, I'd love for you, even now while I'm talking, you can fill this out. It took me less than a minute to do mine. Um, Go to crestview.me backslash or slash 2020 and fill this out. You can do it while I'm talking. That's all right. If not, we're going to send you an email you're going to get an email. If you don't get the email from us, it's because we don't have a good email for you and we want to help you grow. So let us know that so we can help you. And we want you sometime this week to fill this out. Um, Just give us some ideas. As you fill it out, it helps us know what we need to do as a church, what we need to focus on to help us grow 
spiritually. So fill one of these out this week. Um, let us know that. Here's another family I want to brag on a little bit. Um, here's a picture of the Yawning family. Um, this is Nicole and Brandon and their kids. And a couple weeks ago, they filled out some vision boards is what they called them. And this is their goal for 2020. What are they going to do as a family? How are they each growing? What are their goals and what are they doing? And I'm excited about this. I was, I was pumped when I saw this thing. Yes, this is it. And maybe you need to do something like this with your family. It's not too late. In fact, may, maybe it's just the right time. Your, your New Year's resolutions are gone. You've already blown them. So sit down and make a real plan. All right? Sit down. This is the perfect time to do it. It's not too late for you to have a vision for what you need to do as a family. So I'm going to share the wince as well. So the wince, we do this every year. I've shared this before. Usually every year I share what ours is. This is the Wint family dream of 2020. Yes, I'm the one writing that. If you can't read it, that's good. Um, and my penmanship is not the best. But we, we do this as well as a family. And we sit down and we say, what's right with our family right now? What do we need to amplify? What do we need to do more of? What's wrong? Right? What do we need to change? This isn't what we like, and we need to change this. What's missing in our family that we need to add to? What's confusing? Just needs a little clarity. We just need to define it a little bit, and it helps everybody see it. We, we started this a few years ago. My oldest daughter, Emma, I've told this story before. She was like, Dad, this is the dumbest idea I've ever heard. Okay, she didn't say it like that. I could just see it on her face. That's the, the look she gave me until she realized she could tell me what's wrong with our family. And she had an open door to do that. And then we started doing this. And what's cool about it is when we sit down and do it, I'm completely honest with you. We write this out and then I tuck it away. It goes behind somewhere and we forget about it for the year. Um, it's not that we break it out every other week or once a month and check marks and we've got a whole list and we've got... We don't do that. We don't go that far with it. But every year when we pull it back out, we say, hey, we actually did some of this stuff. And I think it's because we wrote it down. We had some kind of a plan, and we thought about it just for a little bit, and it helped us down the line. Here's one of mine, okay? So for me personally, I said that I want to do more reading this year. So I came up with a reading list. And here's my book list for this year. This is what I want to do this year is read a little bit more. So I, it's not a complete list because there are some books I just don't have yet. I've ordered them. They're not in. I just don't have them in yet. But there's a few more that are going to be on here. Um, if you want this, if you want this list, I'm going to put it out on social media um, later today or tomorrow. Um, Crestview as well as mine and you can follow you can see what I'm reading and if you want to read one of these with me let me know we'll go to coffee we'll chat about it afterwards and there's a variety on there there's some professional for me how to be a better communicator there's some how to be a better boss and leader um, there's some just on church or some just on spiritual health how, how am I growing spiritually um, I have some that are fun it's not even on here yet just some fun reads um, for me but there's, there's something to strive for. What's your vision? Um, okay, I know some of you have already looked at that list and said, dude, isn't he our pastor? How come the Bible's not up there? Um, is the Bible on his list? It is. For me this year, here's my goal. I want to read through the New Testament over and over. Um, yes, I'm going to read the Old Testament at some point. I'm going to study from there. But just, I'm going to just continue over and over, see how many times I can get through the New Testament this year. Um, and there's different varieties and ways you can read through your Bible. And that's one way that I'm going to do it this year. It's part of that. So our series right now that we're in, starting today and over the next few weeks, we're going to study um, Peter. 
Peter's the guy that we're going to focus in on. Now, we're calling the series 2020 Vision, but here's how we're looking at it. Because I think our vision for what we want to do, clarity of where we're going, what we want to do in our lives can get blurry. It, it can get out of focus. We can become um, undisciplined in, in every area. What does it take to stay focused on what we want to do? And we're going to look at the character of Peter in Scripture, and we're going to do it two ways. We're going to look at what he said, something that he said, and then we're going to backtrack and find out how he got to that. So Peter wrote in the New Testament, he wrote a couple of books in the New Testament, so he has said some things. But then he also experienced some things with Jesus. So how did he get to the point where he said that, and how can we learn from his experience and grow to that point as well? So if you have your Bibles, we're in 2 Peter chapter 1, verse 9. This is something that Peter said. Um, 2 Peter chapter 1, verse 9. If you don't have a Bible and you have your phones, get your phone apps open and turn there, and you'll see this. This is what Peter said, verse 9. For whoever lacks these qualities is so nearsighted that he is blind having forgotten that he has been cleansed from his former sins. He says, if we, don't, if we don't work on this stuff, if we don't grow in certain areas, he says, it's like we're nearsighted so much that we're blind. Now, I don't know if he meant nearsighted, farsighted. We're going to maybe break that down in the next couple weeks even. But he's saying it's, we can get so out of focus if we're not concentrating on the right things that we lose sight of everything that's in front of us. How do we grow from that? And what do we do? Now, he said it this way, whoever lacks these qualities, whenever you see something like that, and that's the verse we're starting out on, we have to back up. What qualities is he talking about? So let's go back um, a couple verses and read this, starting verse five. For this very reason, take every effort to supplement your faith. Now he's gonna give us a list, all right? Supplement your faith with virtue and virtue with knowledge, and knowledge with self-control, self-control with steadfast free, it would end, but the list just kept going. And at some point we feel a little, I do, I read it and felt overwhelmed. How am I going to read all those books and work on all of these things, right? And have time for my family and have time to work. But I looked at this list, and as I was just studying, I, I printed this out, I looked at this list, and I was thinking, you know what? All of my goals for this year fit somewhere into these categories. Somewhere in these categories, I can, I can place my subcategories, my list fits somewhere in these. And so, it's in us. Whether you're a believer in Jesus or not, doesn't matter. Whether you're a Christian or not, doesn't matter. I think God has designed us in such a way that these are the things we all want. We all want to strive for these. This is a good list. And all of the things I want to do personally fit in these categories. Your subpoints might look different. Maybe you have different subcategories. You have different books. You have different goals. You have different things you want to do. You're in a different life stage. You're different than me. But yet I believe that most of what your goals might be would probably fit somewhere under these. And Peter wrote and he said, if you get out of focus from these things, you'll just be like spiritually blind. And so this is a good list for us. So how do you stay? How do you stay focused on these things? And he lists them all. And he doesn't say at the end of the chapter, you can read the rest of the chapter, he doesn't say, hey, choose one of these things or two of these, or the top three that you need to work on and grow from there. No, he, he lists them all out. And he says, follow these. 
And don't forget to follow, I believe, the one that will help you make all of these happen. So let's go back to the story that I want to get to today. If you still have your Bibles out or your phones open, jump over to Matthew chapter 14. Matthew chapter 14, I believe this is a familiar story to most of you. Even if you're not a believer, you probably have heard this story somewhere along the line. This is Matthew writing about an experience that Peter had with Jesus. So gather this idea. Matthew, he was, um, he was a sinner. He was a tax collector. No one liked tax collectors because they were thieves. They would collect more than they were supposed to, not give as much as they were supposed to. They would pocket a lot of that money, and they were seen as thieves during this time period. So no one liked them, and this is what Matthew was. And Jesus comes, and he calls Matthew to be a follower. Not only that, he becomes a disciple of Jesus. And now he's writing down his experiences with Jesus, and this is one that he writes about that Peter and Jesus has. And this is when Jesus walked on water, and so did Peter. Very cool story. We're going to start in chapter 14, verse 22. And I'm going to tell you the story. You can read it. It's in front of you. But the disciples and Jesus were together. Jesus was teaching to a large group of people. And when he got done teaching, um, he said, guys, I need a break. Um, I'm going to go and pray for a while. Why don't you guys take the boat um, out on the Sea of Galilee and head over to the location where they were headed next? He said, you guys go over there. I'll catch up to you. But it says in the text that there was a lot of wind that night. It was blowing against them, and they didn't have a, a, a motor, so they were sailing into the wind. And that takes a little bit of effort, and they, a lot of work for them to do this. A couple hours later, when Jesus was done praying, he knows this. The shortest distance between two points is a straight line. So Jesus thought, if I'm going to get there faster, I'm just going to walk there. So Jesus starts walking on the water across to where he needs to be, and he gets to the point where the disciples are, and they get scared because they see this dude walking on water. They don't know it's Jesus yet, and they're thinking it's a ghost. I'd be terrified as well. That's what it says. They were terrified, and so they cry out, and Jesus says, hey, fellas, calm down. It's just me, right? Okay, it's in my interpretation of what he said, but it's pretty close. <laughs> he said, hey, dudes, it's just me, all right? It's Okay. And Peter has the nerve to say to Jesus, Lord, if it really is you, then command me to come out to you. And Jesus said, come on out. So Peter then has the, the guts to step out of the boat, and he starts walking on the water with Jesus. Pretty cool experience. Matthew is writing all this. He's watching it happen. He's writing all of this down. But it tells us that Peter notices the wind around him. And he gets scared. He takes his eyes off of Jesus. He notices the wind, and he starts to sink. And he cries out to Jesus to save him. And Jesus pulls him up. They get in the boat. Um, and he says, you guys have little faith, right? He, he um, condemns them on the, how small a faith that they do have. But the winds die down to show the power of Jesus again. And they all start to worship him, saying, man, this really must be the guy. This must be the Son of God. Very cool story, and lots of details that I believe we, if we were sitting around in a circle, like there were, there were just a few of us sitting around, we could talk for a long time on this story, and we could pull in all kinds of details, we could do some other side research, we could figure this story out a little bit more, but let me give you some highlights, all right? Here's, here's where I go with this, there's lessons we can learn. One, Jesus walked on water, that's pretty awesome, <laughs> pretty cool. It shows his authority over nature and what he has. They thought he was a ghost, they had doubts. 
They didn't know that Jesus could do that. I, I believe that we still have doubts in us. And there are some things that I think we question that Jesus can still do. Um, they got scared. I, I believe we get scared. I get scared all the time walking into situations. I'm not sure how it's going to happen, but, but I get nervous and scared about that. Peter was the only one assertive enough to ask if he could walk on water with him. No one else did. Peter was brave enough to ask, and then he was brave enough to step out of the boat and actually do it. But he got distracted. Um, it actually says, when he saw the wind, he got distracted. He took his eyes off of Jesus. He began to sink. He cried out for Jesus to save him. Jesus saved him. They got back in the boat. Um, the winds died down, showing the power of Jesus again. And they were more convinced than ever that Jesus really is who he says he is. So what do we take away? What do we learn from this? I see it this way. At this time of year for us right now, it's, it's vision. What are we focused on? Where is, where is our focus? Is it on the wind? Right? Is it on the, the things around us? Or is it on Jesus? If you read it all, um, or you listen to the news, I mean, there's wind all around us. Politics right now, my blood pressure goes up every time I read right, a new article or watch a news um, clip, or a world, the fighting that's happening around the world. Family issues, some of you are so grateful Christmas is over. Whew, right, family's all back, everybody's back doing the thing that they need to be doing, life is normal again. Job issues, maybe you don't like your boss or your boss doesn't like you. Health issues, sin issues, are you struggling through something? Is there a stronghold that just has you gripped and you can't overcome it? It's wind all around us, but it's not just bad stuff. There's good things that can distract us. Your family, maybe things are going well. You saw our list. We, we sat down after we got done. We said, we're, we're doing pretty good right now as a family. This, this, is, this feels good. Your friends, maybe you've got some good friendships going on. Goals that you've set. You're excited about what's coming up. Um, you're here this is cool. You're, you're here. You're alive. You're in the boat, <laughs> right? Here you are. You're in the boat. As a disciple, follower of Jesus, this is good stuff. But being distracted can come from so many different areas. I like this quote. It's not scriptural, but um, it's a good quote. It's Abraham Lincoln. He once said, sir, my concern is not whether God is on our side. My greatest concern is to be on God's side, for God is always right. Take it like this. You've set some goals. Maybe you've got some dreams. Maybe you have a list of books you want to get through or some family planning that you have done and you've prayed, God, get behind me on this. God, I hope you can support me. God, I hope you can push us through. God, I hope that you can lift us up to get to my goals and my dreams and what I want to do this year. I want to encourage you to flip that around. I don't want to encourage you to rewrite your goals or your dreams or your visions, but I want you to put God at the front of those doesn't matter if God's on your side or not, right? It matters if you're on God's side. Choose him. Put him out there. Keep your vision in front. Don't forget to follow God with the plans that you have. I see it this way. Peter, when he was out walking out, here he was. He was walking on water, and he took his eyes off Jesus. And it actually says, when he saw the wind... The wind had been there the whole time. We saw that earlier in the story. When they started their journey, the wind was already blowing. 
This wasn't new to Peter. He knew the wind was blowing. You know the wind is blowing around you, right? Don't take your eyes off Jesus and notice all the troubles that might come in your life. Continue to walk towards him. He forgot to follow Jesus. So, this last year, I had an amazing opportunity. It was, it was a, a once-in-a-lifetime experience for me. I, and it was, it was a chance for me to go do something that not everybody's going to get a chance to do. And I had to apply for it. This was a thing for pastors, and it took an application. I had to apply for it. Then I had to wait for that application to go through, and then I had to be accepted into this group. And I got accepted to be part of a group of pastors um, to spend three days with two men that I look up to highly. Um, and it happened in Louisville, Kentucky, and there were just 12 pastors. They do this just a couple times a year, so it took me a couple years to get to be a part of this group. But 12 pastors got to go spend time with these two guys. One of them, his name is Bob Russell, and the other one is Ben Merrill. Somebody knew it. Very cool. I was going to say, no one knows who these guys are. Not very many people. These are giants to me, even though I'm taller. These are giants to me, and you can see the silly grin on my face, standing there with these two men because of the things that they have done for God and in his church um, over their years of service. And just 12 of us, we got to sit around in circles with these men. They taught us. We got to ask questions. Um, we got to experience some things. They told us stories that they have never written about or told anyone else about because they wouldn't ever preach about any you know, experience they had like that, but they would share it with us to help us grow. Very cool time for us. Um, very good for me. But it wasn't just all learning and stuff. We, we actually had some fun. One of the fun things we did was it was in Louisville, Kentucky. They took us to the Louisville Slugger Museum and um, Factory. That bat is actually a bat that Babe Ruth used in a baseball game that I'm holding. You see the gloves that I had to wear to even hold the bat and the silly grin on my face holding that. Um, it was a great experience to be there. But here was one of the coolest things about that trip was the guy that gave us the tour, his name was Jack Hillerich. This is Jack here on the left. He is the owner and CEO of Louisville Slugger. He was the one that gave us the tour. So all the other tours that were going on in the factory, there were yellow lines that they had to stay within. Everybody stay in the, don't cross the yellow line. Jack was like, hey guys, come over here. And we would walk wherever he walked and we followed because he was the owner. He made the bats, right? And we got a backstage um, tour of this place. And when we got done with this tour, we all ended up in his office. And we're sitting there in his office, and he pulls out these boxes, and he hands each of us one of these bats. And it has our names on it. So here's my bat with my name engraved on it. And before we left, there were just a couple of us. We went up to Jack and said, hey, Jack, would you sign our bat? <laughs> So it's not a special baseball player, you know, some famous guy. This is the owner who makes the bats, who I got a signature of. So I have this hanging in my office to remind myself of this. But I want to use this as an illustration um, for you this morning. And I want you to see what I think helps me understand where my vision needs to be and what I, where my focus needs to be and not forget it. Because I see it this way, if I try and balance this bat, now I know you're supposed to hold it with both hands, right? I understand how to hold a bat. But if I was trying to balance this, like this is my life, and these are my goals for this year, and I focus on the wrong place, it makes it hard to balance. 
If I focus down here where the bat touches my hand and I try and balance my, my books that I'm trying to read or my family time or even as a boss or as your pastor and I try and work at this, I can, I can maybe get skilled enough if I work really hard that I can maybe try and balance it a little bit, but it's hard. But if I follow the lesson that Peter teaches me, and even that list of virtues that he gives, and I focus on Jesus and what he, who he is in my life, try and understand him, and if Jesus is here at the top, and I try and focus on who Jesus is, everything else will work. I can make small adjustments on what I need to do on the life around me and what comes my way. But if my focus is on Jesus, I can learn how to balance everything else around me. I think that's a lesson, a huge lesson that Peter teaches us of what we need to do, where our vision needs to come from for this next year, for our lives, and who to focus on. So let me, let me be clear, all right? Clarification time. Your New Year's resolutions, your goals that you have set, your family time, your job, your, all good stuff. Don't throw out any of that, but don't focus on that. Focus on the one who created you. Focus on the one who knows you the best. Focus on that list of virtues after you focus on Jesus and let him fill those virtues up, and then your subcategories underneath all of those virtues, you'll be able to make it work, and you'll be able to find that balance that you need in him. If you don't know who he is, if you don't know how to focus on him, I'd love to share that with you. I want to teach you about Jesus and what he can do for you in your life. If you do, keep that vision in front of you. But right now, let's do this. Let's stand together and let's prepare our hearts for a time to remember Jesus and what he did for us. Let's stand and sing.